Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Happy New Year, Craig. Happy New Year. Again. Here we are. 2023. <laughs> it is. What's the point anymore? These years... <laughs> I think they're getting better for you. Somehow for me, it's just like more of the same BS all the (laughs) since COVID started. It's been a rough few years, but I I do think things are getting better. At least I I certainly hope so. It feels better. Yeah, it it feels better in the U.S. You know, I've had this time in the U.S. uh, here to spend the holidays. Uh, Coincidentally enough, uh, when I came here, I missed all the craziness in China where Everybody kind of had enough of it, and uh, there were some protests, and then, you know, I, I escaped this place where it was just total lockdown all the time. It was getting really annoying, and um, really was enjoying my time here, and now over there, it seems like they've opened up again, but opened up just suddenly, so it's just mass chaos, and there's run on runs on the hospitals, and wow. shortages of medicine, and everyone is messaging me like, don't come back yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I may extend my stay just a little bit longer, uh, and they're like, bring ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> so, depending on how things work out, I might get a nice little black market going in ibuprofen when I return. Who knows? We'll see. Could, be, could turn out to be a good year after all. <laughs> but it has been nice, and it's been, uh, it's been a good year for the podcast i think we've had a lot of fun here it was really great this year to come back during the christmas holiday and be able to sit in person with you yeah it's been a while and it was that was a blast that that episode i think you can tell there's an energy there that just comes through i think sometimes when we're uh, chatting face to face as opposed yeah. to patiently waiting for each other to finish our sentences over the phone <laughs> <laughs> or just talking over one another either one right. Right, a lot of that does get edited out. <laughs> but but if you're a patron, you can hear the entire phone call and all of its yeah. gory, nonsensical detail. Well, <clears throat> we're dorks, and we're always trying to find movies that match a particular holiday. And for the last several years, we've been looking for New Year's Eve-themed horror movies. And I don't know if this works against us more than for us, more often than not. You know, it does tend to get us to seek out movies we might not otherwise choose. Uh, And sometimes they're real turkeys and sometimes they're real surprises. This movie, um, well, we had two. I had one I would proposed and Craig had one he proposed. And uh, what, you watched the one you proposed first. Yeah. (laughs) And then I said, that was shitty. Let's try the (laughs) one you picked. (laughs) So I was like, oh, good, because I was excited about the one I picked. And then we watched it and like, oh, this is shitty, too. (laughs) (laughs) Which, which, to be fair, I mean, this is a movie I would have chosen anyway, because it was very intriguing to me. It popped up. I think the poster popped up on, on Facebook in one of these horror movie groups that I'm in. And it's a dimension extreme, you know, which is usually really brutal, really gory, kind of like edgy type stuff that never made it to theaters. Sometimes it's foreign. I think this movie was it was German produced Uh and it's called Steel Trap. And it's got this picture of this woman who looks like she's kind of trapped in a metal box or something. And there are these blades coming out at her. And it says surviving each floor is the name of the game. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that sounds good. And if you read the blurb on the back, which I sent to you, in my defense, a New Year's bash in an abandoned high-rise building turns into a grisly bloodbath when five guests receive a mysterious text invite to a VIP party on the 27th floor. Joined by two crashers, the strangers soon realize they're trapped, and the only way out is through the twisted clues of a murderous psychopath. (laughs) The catch... Each game leads to one of their own gruesome deaths. With a series of shocking twists, Steel Trap holds you in its grip all the way through to its mind-blowing ending. I don't know what movie they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. I want to see that movie. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, the uh, poster or the box cover or whatever it is has nothing to do with this movie. Yeah. I don't know who that chick is. She's not even in it. I don't know where she is in this like saw trap that surviving each floor is the name of the game. Nope. (laughs) There's like one floor or maybe like two floors. And then you talk about, you know, these like crazy games or whatever. They're just nursery rhymes. Like, yeah. (laughs) 
There's no game to be played in any of these. No. Even one thing is set up as a game and it's not. It's like <laughs> one woman at one point ends up strapped to a giant wheel, yeah. which starts spinning. And you're like, okay, well, this is at least kind of interesting. What's he going to do with this wheel? What game is this going to be? No, he stops the wheel and axes her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> That's the game. <laughs> These games suck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. It, it was disappointing. I knew because before, all right, so you picked one and then I was like, because eh, you said it kind of looks like Saw and I'm not into Saw the way that you are. But, you know, I thought, okay, whatever. So I, I, I started looking at some user reviews and the, or, or like viewer reviews and uh, they were bad. They're like, don't fall for it. It's nothing like what it's promised. It's not no. good. And so that's why I was like, well, maybe let's try something else. And, and the one that I picked had really good user reviews. And I was like, okay, awesome. Uh, they were both disappointing. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know which one was more disappointing, but. <sighs> I thought that it had premise, like promise, not premise. I thought that it had promise initially, mm-hmm. just based on the concept, even the real concept, because the real concept is, you know, these like five strangers uh, are all at this New Year's Eve party, and that's how it starts out. It starts out as a New Year's Eve party, and it's very New Year's Eve. And oh, yeah. there's a and there's a you know there's decorations, and everybody's having a great time, and there's a band, and there's the New Year's Eve countdown, and the band sings this uh, rock version of Auld Lang Syne, which I actually enjoyed like yeah me too <laughs> it's like woohoo yay this is gonna be fun new year's eve time and so then of those people at the party like these five random people get these invites that say something like this party is lame the real party is downstairs on the 27th floor. Come down there. Yeah, enter this code into the elevator. Yeah, enter this code into the elevator, you know, to come down. And um, everybody assumes that it's like this VIP party. And then they get down there. And that's when, like, there are clues and stuff. And they start, they think it's a treasure hunt at first. Okay, so all of that mm-hmm. said, I thought this could be an interesting premise. Yeah. But it's not. As it turns out, it's just another one of those movies where five assholes go to a place to get picked off one by one by some guy in a mask. And that like, there's really nothing interesting about it. And then the end, the end is so stupid that I wanted to cut my face off. Like (laughs) it was one of the dumbest. It was because you knew you, you, so there's a killer. So you know that there has to be some kind of motivation, even though you can't figure it out because these people, if they're related in any way, it's totally transgenally. Like, mm-hmm. one of them is like a famous uh, TV cook, and one of them is like a former team heartthrob or something, and one of them works in the TV industry as a producer. So there's maybe like these tenuous connections between people, but they don't know each other. But you assume that there's going to be some motive for the killer, which ultimately there is, but it is the dumbest motive. Yeah. It's the stupidest yeah <laughs> it's really stupid it's oh, really God. stupid and and you know there's no there's nothing clever about it because there's no hint that this would have been no there's no hint to it and it's also ridiculous because as it turns out these people are connected in a way that's what the motive is but none of them realize it which is absolutely nonsensical yeah exactly i mean all right, we'll talk about it when we get to it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll keep some mystery at least in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I mean there is mystery in the movie, but ultimately when it gets explained it's so dumb you don't care. And it the movie's only what like an hour and a half long, an hour and 32 minutes. Mm. It got like in my notes, it got to like the 45 minute mark and I'm like this is only half over. I like, know. I thought that it would never end. It felt so long. I was so ready for it to be done. I had so many wines in me, and I had, uh, <laughs> I, you know, it was like midnight, and I was like, oh, God, please be done. Like, I'm like slapping my face, trying to get, you know, to be, again, in my defense, I didn't read up as much about it as you did. I saw this posted. Somebody posted and said, hey, I thought it was cool. What did you think? And the first comment on there was, 
oh, the, there's this twist ending that's really cool. And so as soon as I saw that, I stopped reading mm-hmm. because I didn't want to encounter any spoilers or anything like that. So my impression of this movie as it was presented to me was, hey, it was cool and it had a cool twist. And it's not and it doesn't have a cool twist. But uh, you're right. It did start out with some promise. There's this guy, Adam. He's got this girl, Nicole. There's these pickup lines. You know, it's really sad at a New Year's Eve party. You don't have anyone to kiss at midnight. That is so sad. I can only imagine. In fact, I didn't have anyone to kiss at midnight. Who are you? How do you find the strength to carry on? Oh, it's hard. Let me tell you. (laughs) So is that guy your boyfriend? Is that any of your business? Yes. Oh, how's that? Well, I need to know how he's going to take it when I lean in and get myself a New Year's kiss from the prettiest girl at the party. Uh, there's this dude at the bar named Robert who it turns out is Nicole's boyfriend and they have a freaking weird relationship. Yeah. And he's going to propose to her, you can see, because he's got a ring, but then he sees her kissing Adam, so he kind of like, you know, tucks it away. They come over there. Adam kind of wanders off with this girl who's the party crasher, Melanie. And she's a self-proclaimed slut. Like, yeah, they go off and he gives her some coke. And then she blows him in the stairwell. Like, that's how they introduce these characters. It's all stuff like this. And it's uh-huh. really, it, the dialogue thinks it's witty. But it's not. It's like, if you gave an AI, you know, and then actually AI is even better than this. But if you gave an AI the, the instruction, you know, if you set up the scenario for them and said, before, as we introduce the characters, do some witty, teen style, edgy kind of dialogue for these people to say to each other then this is what it would be. But it comes off as stupid, even stilted. Like, the acting is all... I don't know how to describe it. Well, they're they they're all assholes. Like there's there's nobody like like the the couple. Like you said, they have some weird relationship where she just will make out with any guy that comes up to her, and he's supposed to be okay with that. And then she's like, "Well, you can go make out with somebody, I guess." And so he tries to. Like it's weird. Yeah. And Melanie again, you know, if you want to be promiscuous, th- that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. But like it's just such a flat. It's over the top characterization, and it. It's just dumb. And then um, Wade. He's the singer, right? He's the singer. He's just like washed up. I mean, he's a nice looking guy. There's nothing wrong with him or whatever. But again, they just none of them have endearing qualities. Kathy is like this uh, celebrity chef. And I don't know. I mean, she's it's hard to say what they're like in real life because they all just seem really pretentious. And yeah. like, like you said, the the dialogue is so stilted. Like, they're just trying to be so cool. Like, everything yeah. they say is so sharp and, and edgy. <laughs> and then Pamela is this cartoon character, yeah. this blonde bobblehead who's like this head of programming at some station who is kissing Kathy's ass. Hi, it's great to see you. Isn't this a screen, a party on top of an abandoned building? It's so, I don't know, post-apocalyptic, right? God, I hope they haven't decided to blow it up, Kerpal. Sorry, do I know you? Pamela Reynolds, head of programming at TCB. Kathy, I have to tell you, I am your number one fan. Well, I don't know, Pam. I, uh, I hear that quite a lot, and I've got some pretty loyal fans. Of course you do, and you deserve even more. You know, the cooking's great. It's fantastic. But I see you with more a whole lifestyle show. They're just characters. They, they don't feel like real people at all. Yeah. You can't tell at all who, if anybody, you're supposed to be rooting for, and it doesn't seem like you're supposed to be rooting for anybody. Because they're all assholes. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no <laughs> nice, sweet girl or guy or sweet innocent couple or or anything like that they're all jerks and they're not like you could maybe excuse it if they were teenagers or 20 somethings but they're not they're they seem like they're supposed to be like grown-ass adults successful successful adults but they're just petty and stupid yeah um and they make dumb decisions throughout i mean they they, (laughs) so they they go down to this floor 427 or whatever and what is the God? What so the they they all get a text, 
I wrote the whole thing down, so you have to listen to it. Ugh. Girls and boys come out to play. The smiley face will lead the way. This party is so over. Come join the real party downstairs, 27th floor, elevator 5, punch in the code 101 from question mark. <laughs> so stupid! <laughs> so they all go down there. They do. There's name cards on the table, but all of them have some bad trait associated with them. Like, And it looks like it's written in crayon by like a four-year-old. I don't know right. what aesthetic they were going for here. It looks like a birthday party set up for a seven-year-old. And, it does. It's, and it's they like, think they're like, oh, we're at the cool VIP party. What? Look, if these were real people, the minute any one of them stepped out of the elevator and saw a long card table set up with kids' birthday favors and things on it would have just turned around and walked back upstairs. Exactly. There's a pile of cupcakes on there that say, eat me on them. Each of their little placards, like you said, looks like they're written in crayon. Like one of them is heartless. Another one, lover boy. Another one, pig. This one, I know, and I wrote them down, and I'm like, in my notes I have, you know, in parentheses, in case it's important, which of course it is, uh, all of these (laughs) things. So, Kathy is the loser, Adam is the pig, Pamela is two-faced, Nicole is heartless, Wade is lover boy, Mm -hmm. and then two people, Melanie and Nicole's boyfriend, weren't invited, so they don't have name cards at the beginning but don't worry the killer involves them later (laughs) so they're they're not left out (laughs) right they all do some coke (laughs) there's a bunch of killer pov this guy lurking in the shadows wearing a mask and then they decide stupidly to eat all these cupcakes that say eat me right and there's a this little piggy rhyme uh, underneath it. Don't tell me you wrote that down too. Oh God, I probably did it. I, I have like a page and a half. Oh, I did. Here it is. This little piggy found silver. This little piggy found gold. This little piggy ate my cake. This little piggy had none. And this little piggy cried wee 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 all the way to twenty seven twenty one. And that's what the whole thing is. Like yeah. this whole thing is like a treasure hunt for five-year-olds using nursery rhymes to lead them to different locales. Yeah. And that happens two or three times before anything interesting happens. And then even it's not really that interesting. (laughs) It's going to a place where they find something in another nursery rhyme. Like there's nothing uh, inside room 2721 is a pig head that is kind of stuck on a stake. Almost looks like it's floating like a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of them wearing a crown. Uh, and Pam reads the note, and it's another rhyme about going where the water flows. Yeah. So they're all like, oh, could that be the bathroom? Oh, I don't know. And then they just kind of split up. Like, like they are acting like this is engaging. Like, I don't get it. They all think, I guess, that they're going to find something cool at the end. And so they sort of are together, but they also sort of split up. We're 20 minutes into the movie. I already want all these people to die. Uh-huh. Quickly. Adam hears some child voices. And it's random, too, right? It's like they've got this whole floor, presumably, to explore. And so they kind of end up stumbling into these different areas that they're supposed to go to, right? Like, this killer can read minds or something. Adam hears some child voices, goes into a dark room for some reason, decides to hang out in the dark room and light up a cigarette for some reason, Gets pretty brutally hooked with a, the killer's got a hook with him. And that was, I don't know, it was filmed okay. I mean, it seemed brutal. It's a lot of cuts, a lot of real quick close-ups. And This was the most interesting of the kills. After this, they just happened very quickly and it's nothing to write home about. At least, this guy gets, he gets stabbed with a hook and then he gets, something gets injected into his neck. Yeah. I assumed it was going to be a sedative and not something to kill him because why wouldn't he just kill him with the hook? Uh, and as it turns out, it is a sedative. So Adam's like paralyzed while this killer, whoever it is, sews his mouth shut while he's conscious, which I thought was actually a really good shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only good shot in the whole movie because it's a close up on this guy's face and he's paralyzed. He can't move, but his eyes are open. And this other, you know, masked glove person is, uh, sewing up his lips and it's all in close up. And you just see one tear fall out of, uh, the guy's eye, um, mm-hmm. which which was really kind of gross and disturbing and scary, that, and that was the only moment. <laughs> that would be a clip like perfect for the trailer, right? Uh-huh. To trick you into thinking this movie's clever and smart and fun. Right. But yeah, no, 
Uh, but yeah, you're right. It is it is that way. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of wondering why. Because he sews him up while he's alive. And then the next time we see him, he's just dead. So if the killer did some other torture with him or something like that, you know, we're, we're really not aware. Right. I love it because they're, they're trying this kind of creepy thing where he, he was slowly crawling towards this door as the sedative was taking effect that was open that uh, Robert and Melanie were walking past. And just as they're about to get past it, they stop and have some argument. Like, she's trying to get him to... She's, like, literally just asking him to bang her. And he's like, no offense, but I've f***ed enough skanks for a lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Right, this is the dialogue. And the killer closes the door quietly just before they start back up again and walk right past it so they never notice him, you know. Meanwhile, everybody else is just kind of split up into random rooms, and we're just bouncing back and forth between them. We really have no idea, like, where they are, any sense of the layout of this place. Pamela's running, wandering by herself. She runs into Kathy, and and then they're kind of teamed up, and Kathy gets this weird idea to look for a fire hose, Oh, I think I saw a fire hose back here. They run there and they unspool it. And it also has, you know, a Georgie Porgy rhyme written on it as you pull it out. Uh-huh. And the clue ends up being X marks the spot. Right. That, another thing that was, fr- I don't know, it wasn't really frustrating. I didn't worry about it that much. But um, I think that this movie was filmed all on, like, the eighth floor of some building. Mm-hmm. Um, and the filmmakers try to make you believe that... It's like this labyrinth of corridors and stuff. No way. Like, this is just like an office building. There's no way there's this many twists and turns. And Oh, my God. Not just that, but like they'll pop into a room and suddenly it's just like full of pipes and things or like another room and it looks like a jail cell. Like what? What kind of office building is this? (laughs) Or like, I don't know, like an industrial shower or something like (laughs) weird. I don't know. Stupid. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and they they try to build atmosphere with lighting, like lighting it and like the red emergency lights and stuff, and it just doesn't work. Like, yeah, uh, there was no tension in it for me. But anyway, they X marks the spot. They figure out that that's the X in a a broken exit sign. Only the X is flashing. First, they realize that Adam is missing. And then they uh, go into this stairwell where the exit is, and they find Adam hung upside down, dead in the stairwell with his lips sewn shut and he like a pig snout on his face, yeah, or, or something. <sighs> I, it, <laughs> I, the, the, some of the lines in here are just truly mind blowing. I, I, at some point, one of the characters just turns to everybody else and says, "Does anyone else feel like this is just some elaborate prank?" Yeah. <laughs> and and they're talking to Melanie about Adam. He was your boyfriend, something like that. And she goes, he's not my boyfriend. He is just a guy I blew. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why some chick goes off by herself. Um, You know, they just like wander away from each other. They keep doing that. Well, I mean, and, like, there's silly stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like there's traps. Like, they touch Adam hanging up, which, like, triggers a carry pig blood bucket to spill on Melanie for mm-hmm. no reason. And, I, and then so she freaks out and starts screaming and runs into an elevator, and the door closes, and then they just hear her screaming from inside, and when they finally get it open, she is, like, her face is all burned up, or I, maybe it's just the blood that fell on her, I don't know. No, I think she's, like, electrocuted. Yeah, because she's hanging by these uh, electrical wires, and Kathy has a seizure for no apparent reason. I, yeah. God, I don't know. Robert, I think, tries to run in to grab Melanie, but somebody else says... No, it's a trap! And pulls him away just in time for them to see some blades stick out from the door as it was closing. Uh, I don't know. Like, what? Did this killer know Melanie was going to run into this particular place? Right. (laughs) Apparently, the whole place is rigged, which is another thing that I didn't buy. Now, they did establish that the original New Year's Eve party was being thrown on the top floor of an abandoned building mm. that was going to be demolished. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll roll with the fact that there was nobody else around and maybe it yeah. was kind of in disrepair, Could whatever. That's fine. However, unless this killer, whoever it is, is some sort of engineering genius, 
there are dozens of ways to get off of a floor of a building. You know yes. what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> The whole time I was going, why doesn't anyone try the fire escape? The for fire example? escape. The, there have to be multiple stairwells, elevators. Uh, and to be fair, I mean, they do. But every time they check any of these plates, like the elevators aren't working. Okay, fine. It's an abandoned building. I'll buy that. Um, but then they go in the stairwell and they run down the stairs for a while and they end up coming to an electrical fence that's all, you know, sealed up the entire stairwell. So yeah. they're like, oh, darn it, can't go that way. So they turn around to run back up and then they're closed off on the other way too. Like, it seemed to me like the killer set up another fence behind them while they were gone for 30 seconds. Right, I know, right? Like, or just get off on that floor, Yeah, go down one level. Find another stairwell. You know, like, come on, there's not... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's stupid. Or find a way to pry the electrical fence away. I think you could do it. There's a lot of random shit kicking around there. Right. At one point, the killer gives him a... I don't think it's yet, but at one point, they get a crowbar. Robert unhooks Adam so he can get a hook, the hook that he's hanging from to to run around as a weapon. Then there's a package back at the party table that they stumble upon that says, Simon says, try this, and it's a crowbar. So Wade goes and tries it on one steel door that he was trying to open, and when he opens it, there's just a brick wall behind it. Like, yeah, what? What? First of all, this doesn't make any sense that there would be a steel door with a brick wall behind it unless the killer bricked it up. And number two, of all of the doors on that entire floor that they've been exploring, why was Wade trying to open that one? And why did the killer know that that would be the door? There's nothing written on it or anything. Mm. There's nothing leading them to that particular door. But when they do open it and find this brick wall, there's another thing written on it. Another poem. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, something. It, it ends up saying something like, you can't leave until I say so or, or something. Like yeah, that. it's not another clue. So they try, they pry open an elevator door. And again, there are more blades in it, but they prop it open with a table and they all start climbing down the shaft. And they actually all do. But while Pamela is going down, she somehow gets nabbed out of the shaft. <laughs> How did that work? <laughs> with no, that no, like they're between two floors, but somehow. Yeah. In between those two floors, she gets nabbed. I don't know. It's dumb. And then this, <laughs> at this point in my in my notes, it's only half over. I know. <laughs> oh my god! So the loudspeaker announces a game, and they see because there are random monitors set up around. They know they're being videotaped. They've figured that out already. Uh, but they see on one of these monitors that Pam is on a giant wheel, and there's a countdown. Yes. What was this? They have to find her. But that's the other frustrating thing. Like they keep splitting up for no reason. Like, one person will just run off, like, yeah. with no motive, nothing. Just, bye. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> where are you going? What are you doing? And so they keep ending up, you know, by themselves or in pairs or or whatever. God, I don't know. What, what happens? I don't know. They're looking for the studios because they figure she's in the television studios or whatever. And I guess they're one of them happens to know there's a studio on this floor. So they got to find the right one. So one of them wanders into one room and there's a there's a TV in there playing that has Kathy's cooking show and it says the next course. And another guy runs into another empty studio but picks up a newspaper in it that has somebody else's name written on it or something that I, you know, were supposed to maybe be some kind of clues, but they weren't. It's just nothing. No. And then uh, finally the countdown ends and they see on the screen that Pam's wheel has stopped and the killer goes right up to her with an axe and axes her right in the middle of the face because her name under her name was two-face yeah it Mm, yeah (laughs) it's about as clever as this show gets (laughs) i know and so then wade and nick i don't know nicole whatever her name is they they go in there and they find her and kathy's already in there and says the only way out is to kill the killer yeah God, I don't know. Like, I don't even remember. And then that's when they find the electric fences. And yeah, there's a little bit. They're supposed to go to a different floor. There's uh. some byplay because they look, they see on the TV, one of the TV screens. Somehow Robert's not there for some reason. And they see on the TV screen that Robert is is struggling with this killer. He's like, this killer is in the hallway with him, got a knife up to his throat. And so now they run down to try to find him. But uh, like you said, there's. 
things being blocked and whatnot. And then they manage once again on this second floor, on this other floor, wherever they are now, they manage to stumble into this room, mm-hmm. which is the classic killer room with yeah. the pictures and printouts of them on the wall and stuff written on it and files and stuff. And, and you know, it's obvious he's been planning this for years, you know, because they've got pictures from years ago, like he's been surveilling them and they find a... Then they just randomly, one of them finds a GPS that looks like a a Game Boy from the eighties. It did, like, or or an iPod. I thought it was an iPod with some stickers stuck to it. it looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like a picture of the map and the big smiley face where they're located, and they see this flashing green light, you know, coming down the hall towards them. So they all get ready because they think that's the killer, and he's going to come in. But it's Robert. And now, you know, Robert is suspicious because they don't understand how he got away. Right. Like, we just saw you struggling with this guy. Now you just kind of wander in here like like nothing happened. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't know either. And he's definitely suspicious. But I don't understand how this GPS with the dot works or their reasoning behind the reason for it. I just didn't get this whole GPS thing at all. But anyway, because no, there's no payoff, right? Like they they make him take off all his clothes because they assume that there must be a tracker on him because that's what they were seeing on the GPS. So they make him take off all his clothes, but they don't find the tracker. So he says to his girlfriend, "Unless you stuck it up my butt this morning, I get I don't know where it is." Oh my god. Yeah. Then they're like, "Well, maybe it was in the cupcake you ate," and they, "Oh yeah, maybe." And then they just kind of leave that. But that's there. it. Nothing ever comes yeah. of it, right? <laughs> Was like, what's the point of the Jeep? Why would one of them have a tracker on it? Like, what? Huh? No, no, nothing else ever comes. And why the killer left the GPS in the room for them to find? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. But um, they mentioned something about her, his name not being on the list, which I do not remember. But then they find files with his name on it. So he's like, well, I guess I've been on the list anyway. And then, you know, I think they go through a second round of trying to figure out how they're all connected for like three sentences. But they don't figure anything out. And then the, <laughs> I think it's Robert or somebody picks up the GPS again. And now the screen looks different. And he says, oh, the GPS seems to be displaying elevator codes. Yeah. What? So, so they go to the stairwell and they trip a lame ass trap. <laughs> oh, God. It looked like a home alone like trap. A, <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. And, and I thought the stairwell they weren't able to use, so I couldn't figure out why suddenly the stairwell was clear again. I don't know. But they they so they so they call an elevator and they end up getting the one that has Melanie's dead body in it, but they type in a code to go down to the lobby and they're so excited cuz it's going down. <laughs> I actually like that bit where they open the elevator opens and Melanie's in there and one of them says Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, they well. walk in just awkwardly have to stand with her dead body as they travel in, travel, travel in the elevator. Oh, that was kind of funny, though. But it was kind of funny. The elevator ends up going past the lobby down into the sub-levels, and so they start freaking out. And finally, when the door opens, I guess the killer's right there, and he shoots Wade with a crossbow. Yes, and then, like, what, they just kind of run past him? Uh-huh. Nicole and Robert run out, and I'm like, oh, they're going to run out and tackle that guy. No. No, they just, like, run, and I don't even know where the killer is at this point. Like, he was either. right there in front of them. Anyway, Wade and Kathy are stuck in the elevator. Wade has an arrow in his leg, and they've got this they've got this typical scene where he's, like, it seems to think that he really needs to get that arrow out of his leg. He wants her to take it out of his leg. She's like, I can't. I can't. He says, you can, baby. You can. She says, okay. Oh, yeah, I know. Why did he call her baby? That was weird. (laughs) You don't call random strangers baby. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe if you're like a former famous person. I guess. Everybody's, (laughs) hey, man, when you're, you know, a musician and you're a rock star up on stage, everybody's baby. Yeah. Yeah, he just needed to get like that Austin Powers accent going you would have to pull. <laughs> hey, baby <laughs> i do think that most of the actors in this movie were british affecting an american accent doing quite well of it but but am i wrong in thinking that this movie was filmed in english but then also dubbed in english it seems like a lot of it was dubbed yeah especially um nicole she especially seemed to be dubbed a lot i i, I felt like maybe there was a different actress's voice coming out of her mouth I wasn't surprised by the dubbing because I knew it was a German film, but then I was watching. I'm like, they are speaking English. Like, oh, yeah, I, I for can, sure. I can read their lips. They're speaking English. The dub doesn't match up perfectly, but I can tell that. I don't know. It was it was weird. 
<laughs> well, there's an implication there's some gas coming into the elevator because it just shows a close-up of the grate in there. And then Nicole and Robert end up in a pink room, and he's messing around some stuff. I don't know why. He's just, like, probing and opening tiny little things and whatnot. A puff of something knocks him out. Mm -hmm. So they've been fighting this whole time. It's not very convincing fighting. Like, I don't understand why they're going off on each other so much. But, you know, there's all this stuff where earlier he kind of lets lets it known that he was going to i guess they find the ring on him when they're arguing and you know with him and think he might be yeah, a killer right. and then he kind of says yeah well that was you know that was a mistake that thankfully i never made or whatever uh-huh. and then after this little gas or whatever knocks him out he falls down and she's nicole stands over him and says i would have said yes so stupid was that supposed to be a moment (laughs) well see the thing was like in the beginning i thought that he was kind of supposed to be the sad sack put upon kind of guy like she was kind of the bitch who you know was treating this nice guy badly and kissing other guys behind his back no he's a dick too so he's a total dick he's like the dickiest of all of them right so who so who cares who cares (laughs) (laughs) she runs out and finds kathy and wade like they're sleeping in some bed so they've been propped together yeah, I had but... no idea what that was about because the last time we saw them, they were both fully conscious and fine. Yeah, I think they were gassed in the elevator. Okay, right. So they're like, you know, snuggling. Like, like they're not spooning, but they may as well be in a bed just laying there. Uh-huh. And so the killer chases her for a while and she has the genius idea to break open a glow stick and splash it on his face. It does does absolutely nothing. Is that possible? Well, I think it is possible. Really? No, I, I, no, I know it's possible because <laughs> fun fact, fun fact about me, when I was in college, I frequented raves and uh <laughs> no kidding people would put those uh glow stick things in their mouths and they would break and uh so the whole inside of their mouths would glow it, which is incredibly toxic young yeah, people do out there don't do that it may look cool for a second but you could get really sick <laughs> <laughs> craig's like i know <laughs> but it serves no purpose other than yeah. it kind of looks cool on his shiny chrome mask like, yeah. like they just kind of wanted that cool look. Look, mm, <laughs> yeah, that's about it, really. It like gets in his eye for like a half a second. Then this is the most cat and mouse the movie has gotten so far because there's actually some scenes where she's hiding and then she's, you know, he's walking nearby. You know, it's that classic right. killer is stalking the girl who's trying to hide from him. And this happens for like five minutes and then it cuts away from it. And Wade wakes up on the floor. And he's like, where's Kathy? And it turns out Robert is sitting up against a wall. I don't know. How about Nicole? She's gone. Like, he's just being weird. And why are they in this big room? It looks like a sewer or something. Uh, Yeah, it's like a dirt floor or something. I have no idea what's going on. It's bizarre. And then it turns out Kathy is in some prison cell or something right next no, door she's like in a she's like in an adjacent room or something but she's on the other side of like a metal screen or and there fence are bars or something. and they're like yelling at each other i like, go oh, can you get to me no blah 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 and then like she just kind of opens a door and gets out yeah some other direction not to them i, I mean you know this is just the problem like we have no sense of this this place this no where they are what it is and it, you know it's not confusing in a cool way it's just confusing in a way that you don't understand the significance or you don't understand you know where they should be going to it's just tiresome right like what is this building because kathy finds nicole tied to a table in some big like kitchen kitchen i don't know it's like all white tiled and there's like half walls, you know, coming up out of the floor randomly and there are sinks and stuff. And there's oh, a big, yeah. there's like a platform that Nick, like Nick is like tied down to a table and Kathy finds her. And then the killer comes up behind Kathy and then it cuts back to Wade and Rob and they argue and Rob drops a key and Wade's like, where'd you get that? And Rob's like, I swear to God, I've never seen it before. So they both, I think, go for the key and Wade ends up bashing Rob's head on the ground and killing him? Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. He just full on out kills him. And he seems a little distraught by it. But I think I think that he thought that Rob was the killer or was in on it. And to be fair, 
there had been some shady stuff like, you know, Rob had been attacked, but then he had gotten away unscathed. And now he's got this key. The Rob's being has been set up, I guess, by the killer. This killer who really just goes around and kills people does this to Rob. I, I just assuming that that key will eventually fall out or right of his sleeve or wherever he put it. I don't know, like in a place where it's going to be helpful because then Wade just like opens a door and leaves. So I guess he used the key on a door that was in that room. But it just leads him. It just leads him into. Oh, wait. No. Well, first we see the killer cut Nicole's heart out. It said heartless underneath her name on her name plate but he cuts her heart out with a circular saw yeah and and like pulls it out and like it's still beating and in, in its hand in his hand it was know. very unconvincing effect also how would you do that with a circular saw and right uh, it was weird but at this point i was like oh okay i know who it is because we had just seen kathy in that room and the killer standing behind her and then without anything it just cuts back to that scene and we're focused on Nicole getting her heart cut out. Like, what the hell happened to Kathy? Well, the very next scene, Wade finds her and she's tied up in a chair. I didn't know who it was, but at this point I was getting frustrated because I was thinking, at this point it has to be somebody that we don't know because we have seen the killer with everybody else. So it it can't be one of our people. It's got to be somebody we don't know or maybe somebody that we saw very briefly at the party that was the only thing that i could think and either way i'm like that pisses me off like i had a accomplice idea in my mind i did not now you see you're not smarter than me but i'm two steps ahead of you <laughs> in this crazy cat and mouse game where there's <laughs> traps everywhere and twists and turns yeah god <laughs> he f- okay, so so Wade finds Kathy. She's tied up, so he unties her, and she tells or he tells her that Rob is dead, but he doesn't mention the fact that he killed him. And then they find a menu, like a like a, a dining menu with all of their names on it, and it says that that Kathy is the main course. Like it, it lists all the people <laughs> who are already dead. Like one yeah. of them was the appetizer, or whatever. And then Kathy is the main course, and he's the dessert. And he's like, I don't want to be the dessert. Like. <laughs> Like he's. I also love how there's just a bunch of <laughs> random food. It doesn't even look good that's sitting out on, on, on dishes. He takes one glance at it and goes, hey, these are all dishes you've cooked on your show. Yeah. <laughs> what? She's like, how do you know? He's like, I told you I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's like a plate of green beans, a salad. <laughs> yeah. It's really stupid. So he ties her back up like he just untied her. Now he ties her back up as bait. Um, and the killer comes and Wade's like behind him and he goes to stab the killer, but his knife turns out to be a retractable prop knife. What? What? Where, where did he get the knife from? How did he not notice it was retract? I just had so many questions at this point. I know. It doesn't doesn't make any sense. And then he gets stabbed and hung up and then Kathy starts to cut him down but she hears a noise and she goes to investigate that and the killer is coming so Kathy stabs the killer and then takes off the killer's mask and she says oh my god he's my number one fan had we seen this guy before no we hadn't i no. i thought maybe he had been at the party and i had forgotten nope and she she cuts Wade down and she's like, this guy always shows up anywhere I am. And he he always says he's my number one fan. But then she cuts him down and just starts talking Ugh. and totally reveals her motive. And her whole motive is that she used to be fat and people made fun of her for it. And she's mad. That's it. Like, yes. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking motive ever in any movie ever. It's so dumb like she got made fun of for being fat when she was a kid so she's gonna kill everybody who ever slighted her and all of these people knew her in some capacity when she was fat but don't recognize her now because when you lose weight you become an entirely unrecognizable person right of course in never mind you become a celebrity chef and nobody puts (laughs) together the fact that they knew you when there's like a jilted boyfriend that you know there's like the, the one who teased her like she just there's this long protracted ending where she just goes one 
one by one through each of the people and the horrible thing that they did to her when she was in high school. I mean, the implication is also that maybe at least a few of them all went to the same high school. Like, they couldn't put that together. I know you. Sure you do. I'm Kathy King. Can't walk down the street without seeing my face on a billboard or the side of a bus. No. You're that girl. Fillmore High. Your name's not Kathy. What's your name? You don't remember? I can't tell you how much that hurts my feelings. Then again, why would you? In high school, you never even looked at me. It was as though I didn't exist. And when I finally worked up the courage to tell you how much I loved you, you laughed in my face. Of course you don't remember my name. You never called me by my name. What did you call me? You must remember that. Lady Lardass. Lady Lardass. Now I'm getting rid of the dead weight. Oh, just really stupid. It's really stupid. It, like, she's mad because he laughed. She had a crush on him, and he laughed at her advances and called her Lady Lardass. And yeah. um, he's, like, trying to talk to her. He's like, well, isn't living – he's like, you're doing great now. Isn't living well the best revenge? And she says, she's like, nah, killing people. <laughs> <laughs> And then she does this whole set, like a cooking demonstration set, where she lays out her recipes for revenge and and lays out the whole menu, including the, you know, the bodies and entrails of all of these people that she she's killed. And it's long. Like when oh. when I was first listening to it, I'm like, oh, he's going to have to play a clip of this. And then it kept going on and on and on. And it went on for like five minutes. Yeah. During the whole thing, the killer, I guess, wasn't totally dead. And so he attacks her, but she kills him. And while she's doing that, Wade tries to escape, but he can only, like, drag himself along. So she gets on top of his back and is talking to him and cuts his throat and then turns and says something directly to camera. I don't remember what she says. It doesn't matter because it was so stupid. And then that's the end. The yeah. end. Yeah. God, it I mean, was just it, so, so bad. It was bad. And to be fair, like, it's a pretty typical slasher. Yeah. But but the characters are so unlikable. And I don't even know if the acting is that bad or if it's just that the writing is so bad that there's really nothing that they could do with it. It's both. I couldn't figure out. Pamela's character, you know, was so unconvincing. I thought, my God, this woman is a terrible actress. Like, she is just as wooden as can be just delivering these lines. And then I go to her IMDb profile, and she's the most prolific of all of them. Oh. <laughs> she's, like, working all the time and in big stuff. Small roles, but in big stuff like Bridgerton. And so, you know, either she's improved or it is truly just the writing or maybe the director... I mean, I always give the actors a little bit of a pass when it comes to the acting, thinking that maybe the directing was poor. Yeah. And they were put in bad hands and they were made to, you know, do something the director convinced them looked good. But it turns out they look silly. I, I mean, what you say is true. And that makes it very hard to get into this movie, even with a dumb premise, even with a lot of plot holes. It's not like we haven't seen movies that are nonsensical and don't make sense. Right. And but, you know, you just you don't care about any of these people. You don't you're not even convinced they're real people. They're all just saying stupid things all the time. They're all assholes. And what it says on the cover of this surviving each floor is the name of the game. No, like just wandering around empty hallways in the dark was the name uh -huh, of the game. Uh -huh. It's impossible to believe that this killer set this all up elaborately and, and pushed everything to go according to plan because so much of it was random. Somebody randomly runs into an elevator. Somebody randomly tr decides this is the door they're going to try. Yeah. There's nothing saw-like about it where they're being no. led through a series of things, right? So, oh, just just stupid yeah and and the guy like i didn't recognize any of these people either but i just i don't know i think that he had an interesting uh imdb profile picture that i couldn't figure out so i clicked on the guy who played robert and he was yeah. just in a movie that i recently saw called see for me and i liked that movie it was about a, it was a home invasion movie but um the girl who you know was in the house when it was invaded is blind so she has uh -huh. to call this like service that's called see for me and uh you know somebody on the other 
other end of the line using the phone on her camera like leads her around through things and she has to do that for this uh to to survive this home invasion or whatever. And I actually liked that movie. Um, and I don't, I don't remember him specifically in it, but it was a really, really small cast. So I assume that he was good in it. I noticed that he was in, um, several video game, heavy rain and, uh, a, a few of the assassins creed ones, the latest far cry. I mean, I was kind of impressed with his resume, but <laughs> not this movie, but he's busy. He's the other person who's super busy. Everybody else hasn't been, as far as I could tell, has hardly been in anything else, if anything else, besides this movie. And the same thing with the director and writer. They've barely done anything besides this movie. And this movie was done in 2007. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that gives you any indication. This movie is just typically bad. Like, I feel like we are being maybe a little bit too harsh on it. There are yeah. lots of direct, there are lots of direct to DVD movies or direct to streaming or whatever now. They're like this. That are like this, that aren't very good, that, you know, a few years ago you would have stumbled on, on, some cable channel in the middle of the afternoon. You're not expecting super high quality, so that's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I was just disappointed. I, you know, it's our New Year's episode. I wanted it to be something good. I watched two yeah. different movies, you know, to try to find something good for us, and they both ended up being terrible. And uh, I, I just, I wish we had something better to recommend to you you know watch new year's evil if you haven't that seen it fun. yet yeah. i mean it's a bad movie too but at least it was fun and yeah. funny and fun to watch <laughs> this movie just I wasn't even any fun like it was it wasn't funny evil. the the yeah i am evil that's one of my it's one of my favorites but this one <laughs> it's not even you know you don't care for any of the characters it's not there's no humor to it at all it's played totally straight and serious um ultimately the plot is just dumb the, the the end is unsatisfying and stupid like oh. i just don't have <sighs> it's boring god it's it, even it's it is it's boring and it drags on forever oh i i, I can't i i can't in any kind of good faith no. recommend this movie on any sort of merit i i just didn't like it avoid it watch something else <laughs> it's a waste of time yeah. <laughs> absolute waste of time well, on that note, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy we, New Year. We can only go up from here, I think, with our yeah. selections. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, we will we'll go lower. Don't worry. It, we'll <laughs> find much worse. <laughs> we'll find more fun, worse movies as well, I think, this year. Thank you so much for sticking with us for another year. For our patrons out there, thank you so much for your support. We're getting new patrons every day, and it's just uh, heartening to see. If you would like to support us and keep us going with this, uh, we would really appreciate it. Just go to Patreon dot com slash chainsaw podcast for just a few bucks a month you can get access to special features mini sods an exclusive interview with us the entire unedited phone call that we do including our chat before and after uh, the podcast recording check it out uh, also we want to hear more requests shoot us some better movies to do especially if you know a good new year's one <laughs> yeah we'll need something for next year we sure do you can find our webpage twoguys.red40net.com post something there or uh, you know go on our facebook page i think that's where most of our chatter is all you have to do is google two guys in a chainsaw and you'll get there until next time i'm todd and i'm craig with two guys in a chainsaw 